Welcome to Loud in the Library, the podcast that peeks behind the scenes of the University of Iowa Libraries to help you find the information you need faster and easier. I'm distance education librarian Dan Gall. Today, we're talking with Shelver Alexandra Zemer. You want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Yeah, sure. My name is Alex. Um, I have worked at the main library on campus for three and a half years since I was a freshman. And yeah, I've just really enjoyed my time working there and getting to uh, just around books and actually understand how the library works so I can use it. I really enjoyed my experience there and I want to help other people understand how it works so they can use it. (laughs) Awesome. And and what do you do in the library? What's your role? Yeah, so if you're ever in the library and you see a person pushing a large cart of books, that would be me. Um, And I work in the book stacks department once all of the books are returned and collected, um, we sort them uh, by their call number, which we can talk about later. Um, and then we basically just put them on trucks and put them out on the shelves. So you, you brought up call numbers. Those are the, the little things on the, the spines, usually, of the library books that says where on the shelf that particular thing goes. Tell me a little bit more about call numbers. Yes, so there is a lot of logic to the way call numbers are organized. Um, Catalogers can tell you more about why things are organized a certain way, but what I am really familiar with is just the mere organization of a call number. Good point. I've asked Beth Cox, head of cataloging and metadata, to explain it to us. So on a a basic level, a call number is a uh, way to find an item on the shelf. The Library of Congress call number system is uh, arranged by subject. So essentially, similar books wind up near each other on the shelves? So the call number begins with a a letter or two or three. And that's a very broad designation of a subject area. For example, B is religion, M is music, some are easy. M is music, G is geography. Um, The P's are all literature. And then uh, within the P's, there's PA through PZ. And each of those is a separate area of uh, language and literature. Uh, Generally, PR is British or English literature, and PS is American. And then the the next level after that is a number. That number just narrows it down even further. I cannot come up with an example, of course. Um, Well, let's use G. G is a good one because I know those really well. So this is geography. Um, The the number in in geography refers to the, uh, the broad geographic area. Um, so whether it's the United States, it's Europe, it's Iowa, it's, and so on. The next part, um, this is where it, it differs a little bit. Sometimes, so you have the, the letter, the number, sometimes you'll have 
two more things in the date or year, sometimes you'll have one thing in the year. It depends on, on where you're at, um, what, how much more detail is needed in the, um, in the call number. Uh, literature is a good example of where you'll have two letter number combinations before the date. Um, so uh, thinking of one of my favorite authors, Val McDermott, who is a British mystery thriller writer. Uh, PR, because she's British, 6063, which is the particular set of her last, the, the range of her, where her last name lands. Um, the next part is dot C37. And that is what's called an author cutter, which is a, a series of letter, letters and numbers that designates a particular author. So hopefully when you go to the shelf and look for PR6063.C37, you should see everything that we have by Val McDermott. If you're looking for Mark Twain, everything that you want should be in the PSs in the appropriate section um, with that cutter. Thanks, that is pretty involved. Alex, can you walk us through finding something on the shelf? So like, as long as you know the alphabet and numbers, you will be able to find anything in the library. Um, but the organizational system is basically, it starts up at the fifth floor and goes down alphabetically. So if your book has a call number that starts with A, it'll be up top on the fifth floor. And if it starts with like a call number Z, it'll be down on the second floor. So whatever book you're looking for, it has a specific call number. So if you look it up on one of the university computers, you'll see some sort of letters and number combination and you'll take that and then basically use the signage around the library to help you find where that book is. The signage is your friend. Um, it'll tell you exactly where things go by all like the elevators and things like that. It has uh, what each floor contains and it tells you what call numbers are on each floor, but the call number is basic, it's address. It tells you where the book should be at least. You said should be. What sometimes goes wrong? Why might a book not be where it's supposed to be on the shelf? Yeah, sometimes when either people are looking through the stacks who don't work there and they pick up a book and they're interested in it, but then they go to put it back and they don't remember where it was. So they just kind of put it back anywhere. That can happen sometimes and then things can get misplaced. Um, but also sometimes the fault falls on the workers and we just place a book wrong or some sections we've been working towards fixing them because they have a lot of issues. And so um, there's certain sections of books that are rather difficult to find things. Other times it's just because some books are really small and skinny. And so it's really hard to organize all of them um, in perfect order and mistakes happen. So sometimes books aren't always where they should be, but I would say for the most part, they are. And if, if I need a book and it's not where it's supposed to be on the shelf, mm -hmm. what can I do about it? So if you can't find it on a shelf, um, I would recommend either if you have a worker around you 
and you see someone working, just go up to them and ask them. Uh, that was always one of my favorite parts of my job was when people came up to me and asked for help. <laughs> um, it was a nice little break from shelving books and it was kind of just fun to talk to people. Um, so if you have a question, come ask. We won't be upset if you ask us. Um, or you can go, usually the fourth floor, there's the Bookstacks office. If you go to the office, um, someone will be there likely to help you. So you can um, just go up to the window and ask us. Um, otherwise, I think you can go down to the circulation desk on the first floor too, and they can help you out as well. That's great, thanks. So you pushing book trucks all over the miles and miles of shelving, mm -hmm. get to know our building pretty well, probably better than I any favorite parts to the, the the building? Where's the good place to go study, comfy spot you're yeah. willing to share? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I definitely have moved around a lot in the building. I get a solid about 10,000 steps every day. Um, so <laughs> um, I get a lot of walking in, which is great. Um, but goodness, my favorite spots. Um Book-wise, I don't think people know this, but we have children's books, which doesn't matter to most people, but I'm an elementary education major, so I really care, <laughs> and I check out the books from there a lot, so that way I have it for classes and things like that, so um, if you're ever looking for children's books, they're PZs on the second floor or PZ folios on the fourth floor, just enough. <laughs> what's, what's folio? Folios are basically just really big books. They don't fit on the typical shelves. So we have a separate section kind of. They run throughout like the regular stacks, but typically they run um, parallel to the regular books. And they're just really big books. They follow the same categorization of the regular books, I believe. They're just bigger versions of them. So those are folios. Um, but going back to your question about study spots, um, there are, <laughs> you really have to search for them. But if you really want to be like isolated from people, there are a few random desks like in the actual stacks. So like on the second floor in the East Asian journal section, there's like a random desk in the middle of all the books. And so I always got scared when people were sitting there because they would like pop out of nowhere. Um, but that's a good spot if you really want it to be quiet. There's also another spot on the second floor on the opposite side in GovDocs. That's the same thing. They have a random desk in the middle of a bunch of books, but it's so quiet and no one would ever know that you were there. So that's a great spot. Um, otherwise, I like the fifth floor too. It's really quiet, has really comfy chairs out in like a little sitting area. Um, so if you need to get like some serious studying done, that's a good place to go to. Thank you very much, Alex Zemer. I appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to seeing you around campus. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Dan. If you have suggestions for future podcasts or if there's something you would like to know about how the University of Iowa Libraries works and how you can make it work for you, let me know at daniel-gall at uiowa.edu. Maybe we can talk about it next time we get loud in the library. <laughs> <laughs>